0: Victoria English. Jim? Yes, can you hear me okay?
1: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: I can, loud and clear. I'm really looking forward to being on your show. Why don't you do the introduction, please?
1: Yes, will do. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, my name is Tori English. This is the Tori English Show, and we have uh, a special guest with us today. It's a UFO consultant, Jim Alien English, how are you today, Jim Alien English?
0: <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing great, Miss Victoria Lee English. And, so good uh, to hear. I'm delighted to be on your show. So wow. uh, talk a little UFO, unidentified flying objects. I'm very excited. Yes,
1: yes, I'm I'm very excited to you know learn more and hear all about it. Um, you know, so, so first things first, what got you interested in UFOs?
0: Well, the first thing that I ever, you know, my father who had a profound influence in me in a, in a number of directions used to tell me we were not alone in the universe. And he said, it is just too big and vast. And to think that we're the, we're out here all by ourselves and that we're smarter than any other entity that exists in the universe is just stupid.
1: Right.
0: And so that really, that really precipitated my interest. And when I retired, I started doing podcasts on, I started listening to podcasts on the vastness of the universe. Right. So I really, I really got interested in, in aliens, but I have to tell you, I was so skeptical, not anymore. But I was so skeptical about the possibility of people, entities, they're not people, they're entities, beings, What you know, right. wherever they're coming from, you know, traveling hundreds of millions of miles. And we can talk about where they come from or maybe even when they came from. So we can talk about that later. I want to know it all. <laughs> okay. I am,
1: I, I'm a little skeptical. So, you know, okay. I, I need you to see if, you know, maybe you can get me on board into believing in these beings. I just, I don't know much information on it. So I'm excited to learn more.
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's dive right into it then because I was very skeptical too. I was right. extremely skeptical. It's a about wild the possibility. It is. I mean, are we right. here by ourselves? And the reason I was skeptical is because of the vastness of the universe. Right. It is so huge. They have these things called exoplanets that they're isolating now with the Hubble telescope. And they're basically planets that the closest one is 100,000 light years away.
1: Okay. Oh, wow.
0: So it's way the heck out there. So if you're going the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per cent, second, it will take you 100,000 years to get here. Okay. So I just thought, you know, because of the vastness and exoplanets are planets that have, that are close enough to the star that their host star. And we have reason to believe that there's oxygen and atmosphere and water that it could sustain life. But how could they get here? That was my biggest stumbling block. Right.
1: Um, I mean, that's, that's my biggest question to you. How did they get
0: yeah. here? Well, and interesting you say that. Now, how did they get here? So what propels them to get here? And, you know, well, first of all, can we go on, on the fact why I think they're here can we do that? please please okay okay the reason I think they're here is because of the amount of sightings by credible people
1: okay that,
0: that, you know these there's a lot of wackos right there's a lot of wackos you know. People with mental problems, people that, you know, conspiracy theorists, people that think, you know, that there's aliens walking amongst us. What there may be I mean, it's possible that they are. Right. But there's too many sightings by credible people to ignore. I mean, so there's who's, just too many.
1: Yeah. So so who's we're, seen them? Who are who okay. are some of these
0: uh, credible okay. people? Okay. Let's uh, let's talk about the first person I want to talk about is is uh, the Trent family in 1952 okay okay so let's okay let me let me start at an earlier point okay okay is we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima in 1945 right right okay now throughout history there have been people that have claimed that they've seen UFOs like Leonardo da Vinci, like uh, Christopher Columbus, you know, Nero, Wait. who was nuts, said he saw. Them. But there were a lot of people that have said they've seen flying objects. But we haven't had the technology to actually record it, to see Oh, that's
1: it. a good point.
0: Okay. So... What happened is now in, you know, in 1945, Okay, the bomb was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, launching us into the nuclear era. And what happened with Nagasaki and Hiroshima is Harry Truman in 1945 was the most powerful man that ever lived on this planet ever
1: oh wow and i'll tell
0: you i'll tell you why it's because he had the nuclear bomb and nobody else did huh. so this man had the power to destroy the country to destroy the world he did right and, right and, and fortunately now fortunately history should be very indebted to the fact that harry truman was the guy that inherited the atom bomb because he never wanted to be president he stumbled into it he was owned he was a he was a tailor he was a haberdashery he owned it he you know he sewed for a living ran for congress got elected to congress then then he got elected uh, governor, and then he became vice president when Franklin Delano Roosevelt couldn't find anybody else. And then FDR died, and boom, he's in the middle of World War II.
1: Wow, okay? quite a uh, career change from a tailor. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk about a meteoric rise to the top. Yeah, dollars. seriously. That's funny, <laughs> funny Tory so all of a sudden he finds himself as the most powerful man in the world and history is lucky because i mean this man was modest he was outspoken but he was modest he did not want power never strove for power i mean really? there are there are so many megalomaniacs that are attracted to power that did yeah. so many of these people you know and i'm not ta- i mean you know not are we talking like hitler or Stalin, Mm -hmm. or Nero, or the Kaiser, or King Henry VIII. I mean, there's so many powerful people in history. Any of the Roman kings and emperors, those guys all loved power, but he did not, and he didn't want to wield power. And I'm also talking about, like, there's American president. I mean, i shudder to think Andrew Jackson, right, was president in the 1820s. And he got mm-hmm. mad at somebody who was on who was in the White House and shot the guy. What? <laughs> he shot the guy right yeah, he did. Andrew Jackson. Oh Andrew Jackson God. shot a guy that was running towards him on the White House lawn. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt. He wanted to control the world. I mean, he was a yeah. badass. And if these guys would have been positioned in the point of history to go you know here you know this is my weapon this is my you know if they would have controlled that they could have dominated the world right and but instead it came to a modest like understated guy who did not want the power who never wielded it after he dropped the bomb on hiroshima and Nagasaki. And the reason he did that is because the Japanese were not about to surrender in World War II. You know, they, they do not surrender. They had the kamikazes, you know, the people, they would load right. up their planes with dynamite and just bomb and, you know, and, and commit suicide by flying, you know, their, their, uh, their flying bombs into aircraft carriers.
1: Ruthless. Ruthless. So-
0: Yes. So, I mean, suppose the Japanese would have gotten, you know, would have gotten the, uh, the atom bomb, you know, they would have, they would have used it, but, you know, fortunately, and this is not an American phenomenon. I'm not saying, Oh, Americans are great because they didn't use the bomb. This was Harry, Harry S Truman. So that is when they started seeing flying saucers, they became all over the place. They started going all over the place. And the first, so there was, uh, so Gordon Cooper, who was an astronaut, one of the first astronauts, mm-hmm. he, saw, he saw 10 of them while flying over Germany. 10, 10, 10 of these, these flying saucers. Then it was. Gosh, I keep hearing myself reflecting in in your, you know, I, I I getting feedback from you. Can you just move a little bit, please, Tori? Um.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Let's see now. That's in.
0: better. That's okay, better.
1: okay. There
0: we go. Okay. Perfect. So all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, there were, there were a bunch of sightings of UFOs all over the place, okay? What's weird is these UFOs started started watching us, like they, they were watching us because of, we had nuclear power now. Huh. I mean, before, before it was, you know, people would see them and you'd see a glimpse of them. Now they were showing off, they were posing. Right. In in 1950, in McKinleyville, Oregon, a farmer was, a lady was feeding her rabbits, and her name was Trent, and she's feeding her rabbits, and all of a sudden, hovering right over her is a, is a UFO, and, you know, it's just hovering, it's just standing. Are there,
1: there. are there pictures, or are there,
0: yeah, yeah, so, the first two credible pictures of, of a, a UFO was was done by two farmers, the Trent family in Oregon. And they're on the internet. And you know, they've right. been analyzed every single way that you can do it. And there is no, there is nothing that refutes the fact that these are authentic pictures. They've been analyzed every way. And the Trent people, I mean, they were farmers. You know, they weren't in that cases. And what they did is, you know, there was a, they never made a dime off these pictures. So what what happened then, and, you know, as I started, as I started researching this, I became more and more interested. I had friends of mine who told me, um, Alvaro Fernandez told me, I saw a UFO and hovered right over me and then whoosh, it was gone. And I'm like, yeah, right. But it's, you know. It Where did he see one? He saw one in New Mexico. Okay. Now it is interesting that most of the sightings have been around nuclear armaments.
1: That was my okay? next question.
0: Interesting. Yes. yes. They've seen them. they you know, they've seen them in, you know, in, in, uh, in, well, in, in the 1950s, there was the, in, actually in the late 40s, there was the Roswell crash in New Mexico. I'm not sure if you heard this or not. I haven't. But, uh, okay. So Roswell, New Mexico, 1947, you know, we were doing nuclear tests in the Nevada, the Nevada desert, and in the in the uh, and in the desert of of uh, New Mexico, and one of these these you know, and that's what they were monitoring. They kept looking at all the nuclear tests that were going on, okay, and because okay. they the 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 assertion is is they did not trust us, whoever they are. Right, and they did not trust us with the power of a nuclear weapon. Okay, so in 1947, there was a lightning bolt that apparently struck one of these these aircraft, and it was shrouded in secrecy. All of a sudden, the entire you know, a, a platoons of military were out there and kept everybody from seeing it that you what? know the government the government has been covering this up for years
1: oh for my years. gosh this is so, wild
0: <laughs> oh it is it, oh it, this gets this gets so wild so so what they did is they moved these these things. so they were fi- okay all over the west and we found out subsequently in 1990, all over Russia, there were there were these these UFOs right. that that were watching as the United States and the USSR got closer and closer to war. You know, because this was right. Okay, I mean, this we are talking. Planet, planetary destruction on, you know, we're talking vaporization of a planet. We're talking wrecking civilizations. Okay. We had never had this kind of power before and whoever was there, they didn't feel that we were mature enough, if you will, to handle this. Like, for example, listen to this. So. 1966 the United States and the USSR are in a pissing contest things are getting really acrimonious and they're you know they're hating on each other the Berlin Wall the Cold War capitalism versus versus communism I mean you know they're yeah I mean you know there's there's red China's doing their cultural revolution I mean the world is in a mess and there's a place called Maelstrom, Montana. In 1966, the UFOs hovered over nuclear armament. Okay? And keep in mind, there were hundreds of bombs that were a hundred times stronger than the drop the bomb on Hiroshima. So that is a these, scary
1: bomb. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. It was. So what happened is a UFO object, and by the way, this wasn't, this was just um, in, in the last probably four or five years, this was announced. This was all kept oh, wow. secret. The government okay. kept it secret. So right. what they did is the UFO hovers over the this site and shines a bomb into it, shines a beam into it, a, a red beam, and this is documented, people talking about it, the people that were there, the people that were in charge, and keep in mind, you know, these are officers, you know, that are totally vetted by the U.S. government because they have enough power to destroy civilization, you know, right. so these are credible people, so it shined a light down on the on the nuclear bombs that were there and neutralized them. They were not huh. functional. What? I mean that, yes.
1: So so what what's in that light? Like what, what what's going on they have with that
0: no light? <laughs> I- they they have no idea. No wow. idea what's going on. So they shined a light and about the same time. The same thing happened 1966 in Ukraine, which was part of the Soviet Union at the time, and they did the same thing: is they land, they they hovered above it, they shone the light, and they neutralized these bombs. I mean, this happened in 1980, 1990, 1982, 1990. Okay. Right they neutralized these bombs because they weren't, uh, because they were concerned that we couldn't handle it. I mean, that's the only, the why, why are they here? Right, right. Because they they don't think we can handle nuclear power. And during the, 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 uh, you know, they had been hidden for so long, right? And then all of a sudden, In the 40s, 50s, and 60s, they're seen everywhere. For example, tell me this doesn't scare you, is that in 1952, 10, count them, 10 UFOs were sighted by radar over Washington, D.C. Wow.
1: That is something.
0: And they're hovering over the White House. So the... Uh, the, the Air Force launches planes to see them, right. To go intercept them and they're fired. They're told, you know, shoot to kill shoot. I mean, they're over DC for Christ's sake.
1: Right. I mean, this is a
0: matter of national security. And so they fly up there and one plane manages to get, there's a one plane that was a little faster. It got in between a couple of them. And all of a sudden, they just vanished. Oh, okay? no. Okay, so, and I want, I want to talk a little bit about Are... vanishing, okay? Yeah. I am not talking about, you know, when you see, if you were watching an airplane that was the fastest airplane jet right now is called the Hornet, okay? Okay. And if you watched the Hornet, Okay, if you're just standing there and you see this thing take off, right, it goes. I'm not even sure how fast it goes, but it goes, you know, it goes, you know, let's say it goes 1500 miles an hour. You could see it, you know, it would drop out from sight eventually, but you would have about 30 seconds of watching it go. Okay. right. But with these flying objects, these UFOs, they disappear. They don't, like, trail off. Right. They disappear. They just vanish into the sunset. I mean, they just vanish.
1: So do you think they're going faster than the speed of light?
0: So, so interesting question. I love this question. So I don't know, but there was a guy, so... The, you know, Roswell, New Mexico is the first, you know, is the first really semi-documented event where there was a crash of a UFO uh, in, in the United States, okay? Because right. even though their, their technical superiority is incredible, they do not have, they're not infallible, okay? So they have crashed in the United States. And they put all those, all those, um, all those crashed UFOs into one site that's called Area 51, Area 51. And there is a guy that I've listened to his podcast, I've seen documentary on him, that he was recruited. He was, he was this physicist genius, and they recruited him to take a look at the crashed UFOs in area 51. So, and this guy, and he's the only one who's gone on record and they, the, the government's made his life miserable because he went to work there in the eighties. And what he did is he did things like he was a propulsion expert and he took classes at MIT. He could took classes at Caltech and he built, he built a, uh, a rocket car so he put a rocket engine in a car he was a propulsion expert so they hired him and his buddy to look at one of 10 unidentified flying objects that had crashed to investigate it his name's bob lazar l-a-z-a-r and he's all over the internet there's also I've, i've read everything on him I've seen his documentaries. He's been on Joe Rogan and he's the only one who's gone on record and his life has been ruined since that happened. It's been ruined. And what
1: year, did you say what year this was?
0: So he was hired in, I believe, 1982. Okay. And he worked there for five years and he worked and what they did is they sequestered these people away and he worked on one aircraft. Okay. And, What they did is they allowed him, a propulsion expert, to tinker around with these flying objects. Mm -hmm. And he started investigating them and looking into them and tinkering with them. And, you know, Joe Rogan asked him what it's like. And he said, can you imagine if, Leonardo da Vinci, a brilliant man of his time, had a motorcycle, right? I mean, right. eventually he would turn it on. Eventually he would understand how it rode, how, right. it, you know, how it rode. And, but he wouldn't understand the technology. He wouldn't understand right, compression. Right. He wouldn't understand gasoline. You know, he just wouldn't understand it, but he could get it to work. And he said that's the exact same thing that happened with Bob Lazar is that that what they do is they manipulate gravity okay is what he came up with and I'm going to talk a little bit about some other people that can corroborate that right please collaborate that yeah that you know I'll talk about that in a minute but what he did is he started playing with this this thing and he started describing it. And by the way, this guy, everything he's done, and he does not, whenever he talks about this, he gets a migraine headache. It ruined his marriage. It ruined his life. Everybody oh. knows, like, for example, the government erased all of his academic records, all of his employment. What? Yes, because That's they didn't insane. want yeah, the reason that they did that is they didn't want anybody else to come out. Right. You know, this guy's this guy's life, this guy's life has basically been ruined. He's a liability you know? to them. Yes. Well, and and you know, it, what he did is he figured out once again a propulsion expert, and that he would be once again like Leonardo da da Vinci on a motorcycle. He'd eventually get the thing moving and understand how to fly it. But he wouldn't understand the technology behind it. The same thing. I mean, he could get the thing to fly a little space and you know and 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 move around, but he understand that they were manipulating gravity. Right. But, But they couldn't understand how they did it. They understand what it was, not how it was. And it was and then he described he went on describing the space that was inside. It's made for very small kids like children. Okay, so the entities that flew these things and we can talk about where they came from and who they are and that kind of stuff is is they're so small. He said they'd be the size of children because there's hardly any any room to move. But they are manipulated. What they do is they manipulate gravity, OK? So when he turned on, because he could turn the thing on and move it around a little bit, right? But right. there was no visible means of propulsion. Huh. So, so. Spike, so, you're riding a bike. Can you move a little bit, just a little bit? I hear myself let's see How's that's, this? Better. that's 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 perfect thank you so like when you're riding a bicycle you can see the pedals moving okay when you're like remember when we watched the blue angels oh i don't think you were there anyways if you if you look at jets in the in the sky okay you can see emanations coming from the gas you know you Definitely. can see yeah. you know you you can see from a car, you know, you start a car up, you can see exhaust coming out. There's no visible means of, of any sort of propulsion. Yet these things move at astonishing rates. Weird. At an astonishing rate, a, an astonishing rate Tori. And, and once again, they show up and they just disappear. They show up and they disappear. So this guy has been, he's gone through Bob Lazar, he's been he's been through hell by the government. He's been he has been interviewed by countless people, and he's being stalked by UFO enthusiasts and people that are like religious right or thinking that he's nuts and he's he gets his he it ruined his life. Okay, and the government ruined his life on purpose because they didn't want anybody else to come out. He's the only one. But like he went to he was in in uh, in Area 51, which is, by the way, the government didn't acknowledge it existed until 2017 and now they acknowledge that it existed. They won't let anybody in there, but he said there were ten, 10 different UFOs in there and he only worked on one of them and they were all different shapes and sizes. So interesting that this guy has proven conclusively that its gravity is the, is the propulsion mechanism for these UFOs, for the UFOs. And this was so 2004 or 5, let me pull out my notes because I don't want to get it wrong. In 2004, the Nimitz, off the coast of San Diego, which, by the way, this is this happened within a hundred miles. A hundred. Okay.
1: Miles.
0: The Nimitz is an aircraft carrier, and the Nimitz and the Princeton were it's an aircraft carrier and a battleship, and they had been spotting. In two thousand four, they had been spotting what they thought were UFOs. Okay. And so,
1: who who spotted?
0: It's the it's the Navy, their aircraft. Oh, OK, got it. And they've, got been, it. they've been tracking them with radar. So okay. this guy, this Afghanistanian pilot, I'm sorry, this guy who from the Afghan war. And he's got 14,000 hours of flying experience. He's a lieutenant commander. They call him in and they didn't tell him what's going on. Right. They said we're going to do a uh, he's that he is the lieutenant commander David Fravor of the Black Angels. And what he did is they say, OK, we're going to do a training mission and we do them all the time. And there's going to be four planes. There's going to be two good guys and two bad guys. And what we're going to do is we're going to emulate that, you know, like uh, like a war. Um and you know, like dog fights in the air with planes. So he thought he was gonna go on a normal training mission. And by the way, this guy was top gun. You've heard of Tom Cruise being top gun. Yes. This guy, this guy was top gun okay. when he went to the top gun. So he the was top the of the top. He was the top of the top. Very credible guy. And so he go he, they show up on the airplane, on the aircraft carrier. And the commanding officer goes, the admiral who's in charge of the aircraft carrier Nimitz goes, Okay, we're not going to do a training mission. We're seeing UFOs. We want you to go ahead and see if you can find them. He goes, Can you imagine? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and he goes, So what they did the first thing they did is they disarmed them because these people they didn't see and there has been no ufo who has ever been like aggressive or shot down or any there's there's no documented history by anybody credible that says that ufos have been aggressive and people have seen them on the ground and i'll i'm going to talk about that in a minute too but since we're talking about how, how they get here, and their manipulation of gravity. So the guy takes off four planes in the air, and within 10 minutes, they, they find a UFO. Okay? They find that it that is, it, they, it's called the Tic Tac incident, because it looks like a little Tic Tac. And oh. they, they all don't look like fly, flying saucers. Some of them look like crosses. Some of them look like flying saucers. But others just, they're like a little tic tac. It was a tic tac. He said it was about 40 to 50 feet long. And it's flying along, and he's flying right over it. And he's got the radar on it. And they're, how, they're...
1: how far above do you think they were?
0: So they were within a half a mile of this okay. thing. Now, half a half mile may sound like a lot, but when you're up in space, uh, you know, when you're flying around, a half a mile is pretty close. And by the way, there is clear video on YouTube with this. Okay. there's Checking that out
1: right after this.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's Fravor. Like flavor, like the flavor, except with an R. David Fravor. Lieutenant Commander David Fravor. So he's following these things, right? And he goes, okay, I'm going to go take a closer look. And so what they did, what they did is, The planes got at different altitudes because they wanted to track it at different altitudes. So uh, Lieutenant uh, Commander Fravor takes a dive and gets fairly close, within a half a mile of these, and it disappears. Okay. I mean, it disappears. And once again, you're talking about a seasoned naval aviator saying it disappears, and then Less than 30 seconds later, it pops up 80,000 feet on radar above them. What? Okay, oh, so, it, my God. okay so Tori, I want, you to, I want you to think about this. It wasn't like they could, you know, they tracked it like going 80,000 feet. It disappeared one place and appeared another place.
1: And then bam, it's there. That is it's just there. unbelievable.
0: Okay, so it hovered there for hours. The thing is, is like a helicopter is, you know, we have various vehicles, you know, like combination of jets and things that can hover, but they can't hover, you know, 80,000 feet above sea level for any length of time because the wind would make you run out of fuel so quickly. Okay. But right. these are immune; they're immune to it, so they start popping all over the place. So, so they they found this. It is on; it's on radar, and the, the guy can't explain it. I mean, he's—I mean, he right. said, you know—and listening to the guy talk, and once again, you know, he's a pilot; he's unflappable. You know, he's been through combat. He goes—he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. He does. And, you know, another reason that I think they're here is that. So now they're tracking. They're tracking in 2023. Okay, there have been 500 UFO sightings of of of, you know, objects by the military. Now, this doesn't include the wacko who, you know, had too much to drink or right. too much to smoke or some guy who's doing LSD or whatever. These are military people, and these things are vetted. And there's been, in 2023, already there's been 500 sightings, actually 514. What? And all of, but a 100 of them have been explained, but a 100 of them haven't been explained. I mean, they're here, Tory
1: and so when you say explain you mean that you know they
0: there were drones they were okay you know air balloons weather balloons
1: right satellites
0: but a hundred of them and you know the government's got access to all that information right so when they say there's a hundred of them that that you know that haven't been that can't be explained you know i mean you know that's something yeah, right. it is huge. Right. It is huge. And then you have there was a there was a, a gimbal sighting in 2015. It's called the gimbal G-I-M-B-A-L-L. And that, too, is also that was on the on the uh, on the East Coast where they saw and tracked a something that looked like a cross streaking there. And all of a sudden it disappears. And there have been, like, pilots from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way along that say the same thing, is they show up, they let you see them, and then they vanish.
1: Huh. Once again. They want you to know you're there. Or they want right. you, yeah. Wow. I
0: mean, you know, going back to the trends, you know, going back to the trend. You know, going back to the trend in the family that took the first credible shot, right? Yes. The first credible picture. That thing, I mean, that thing is very clear. It was posing. It was posing. It was just sitting there hovering. Go ahead, take me a picture. So, so did boom. the whole
1: family see it or was it just one member? Wow.
0: No, it was, it was the, the, the mother and the father and the son. The mother saw it, the father took the picture, and the son saw it. And, the and thing how, is, how many
1: seconds was that one?
0: Uh, it hovered for about 10 seconds, just enough wow. to get a picture. Really? And the same thing happened. There are there have been dozens of sightings by pilots, okay, who show, you know, who see these things. They're there for a second, and then they're gone. They vanish, and the whole thing. And the reason I think it's gravity, and while, and that's what most people that are most scientists think now is they either think that it's they, they don't believe it, which I, I I there's too much evidence to dismiss it. I think right it's that it's that, or they they can utilize gravity to propel themselves. And if they can use gravity to propel themselves, that gives them a very, very wide range. Okay. Right. Now, so, I think, let me, let me tell you about one other thing about why, please. this is why I know they're here. Okay. Zimbabwe, Africa, right? It's in South Africa. Right. There was a school, REL school, like Ariel, the Little Mermaid, you know?
1: Oh, there we go. Yes.
0: A private One school in in uh, 1995, okay? 69 kids went out to play for recess. It was about 10:30 in the morning, and they saw a flying saucer land and these little black men get out and telepathically communicate the same message to sixty-nine kids. Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. And so the thing landed, they you know, and and they were they were kids between six and twelve years old. So they were, you know, grammar school was a private school, you know, because there were only sixty-nine kids. And they saw And they went, you know, they were, they were transfixed for about 15 minutes with this telepathic communication with these entities. I mean, you know, whatever these entities are. And by the way, this is, you know, you can Google it up and find this out. Right. So they see these, they see these guys and, and they go home. I'm sorry, they go and they tell the teachers and the teachers think they're full of crap that they're playing a joke. So they dismiss school. The kids go home to their parents and obviously traumatized by this. They're crying. The, one of the guy's kids is the British Broadcasting System, the BBC mm-hmm. is one is one of the parents of one of the guys. So he goes to the school and, and, uh, and he starts interviewing the kids. He separates the kids and he interviews them. And all the kids you know, drew the spacecraft the same way. They drew the, the, the little men that came out the same way. And they all described the telepathic method, message the same way. And the telepathic message was that the environment is under assault from nuclear energy. They all got the same thing. Wow. And so they brought in Harvard psychologists. They brought in a UFO, uh, a UFO expert by the name of Dr. Vallely. And he's a French guy, and he came in, and all of them I mean, they, they, you know, it's just all the kids told the same story, they saw the same thing, and there's no evidence of any of them lying. I mean, 69 kids, 69 that's kids. a
1: lot of that's a lot of people to see it like and have the same message. What,
0: yeah, they. They drew the same picture of the people, or the, the beings, the entities that came out. They right. also, they also uh, drew the same spaceship, and they talked about the same message, all of them independently. Because when they came home, the, the faculty thought they were nuts. You know, they were nuts, so they sent them all home. Right. And then when they regathered them all together, they all told virtually the exact same story. Wow.
1: So, so d- did they report this story? What what yes. happened after that?
0: Yeah, it became a worldwide phenomena. You know, it was, it, you know, it's interesting that you know there's this much activity gone on. I mean, this many. You know, there's been dozens of pilots that have seen them. We've only scratched the surface. There's dozens of photographs. You know, the the gimbal incident on the west coast, and also the Nimitz which is right off the coast of San Diego. I mean, it's right off the coast. There are, I mean, there's radar. I mean, you just can't, I mean, you know, these things are going so fast and it's just, right. it's amazing. You know, 500 militant, they're here. They're here, Tori. And, uh, you know, thank God they're not aggressive because, right. you know, if, if they can, you know, if they can shoot a beam and disarm our nuclear warheads, because things are getting too hot, I mean, you know, they, and they can manipulate gravity,
1: right? Uh,
0: that's their propulsion mechanism. I mean, fossil fuels—they probably think we're idiots. They do. Sounds to they me like
1: they're just trying to keep peace.
0: They are. That's that's what I think. Okay.
1: Is that now, what you think?
0: Well, uh, yes, that's what I think. I think that they've, you know, they've become more visible as we become more powerful, I think, okay. you know, the buzzing DC in 1952 was like, uh, you know, I mean, that's just like an, an ultimate show of disrespect. You know, right. we, we, you know, we can, we can do anything we want. You know, you can't stop us. I mean, you don't have the technology, you know, your children were adults, you know, right. we, actually you're, you're, You're animals, you know, and, you know, and we're doctors. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the technology is so far superior to us. The utilization of gravity to propel yourself.
1: Right Now,
0: now the big question. So I think we've answered how they got here. Okay. I think we've answered what they're doing and why they're doing it now the question is who are they and where did they? so who are
1: who are they
0: okay interesting now so they could be they could be there's lots of speculation who they are they could be time travelers i mean they could be you know they
1: interesting point
0: yeah i mean they 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 disappear not only do they disappear and pop out of our you know back into our radar screen they just disappear so they could come from another time another time and you know mathematically there has been discussion and i you know i can't explain this fully that you can't go into the future because the future hasn't happened yet but you can go into the past so these people are from the future, making sure they could be from the earth. They could be future right. inhabitants of the earth, making sure that we don't screw it up.
1: Would you say now, this is the most common?
0: Theme? It's just a common. This is just, it's wild ass speculation. Right. Okay. There, there's also, there's also speculation. And I mean, let's bring religion into this. Okay. They could be, they could be angels. I mean, they yeah. could be, for lack of a better way, because, you know, if you look back in religious history, okay, Elijah, a prophet, was born to heaven on a, char- on a, on a uh, fiery chariot. Christ descended into heaven on a, on a fiery vehicle, you know, in the Koran, in the Torah, in all, you know, Buddhism, they all identify celestial entities that have come from the sky. Okay. I mean, these could be supernatural beings. It's also, you know, and, and, you know, this is, if you, if you think about this, so uh, for 13.8 billion years ago, the universe was created by the big bang. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all, but. I am. 13, so, okay. So just for your listeners who may not know this, yeah, all please. matter energy is contained in a little thing called a singularity and it started heating up and it started expanding. Can you move a little bit, please? I heard feedback. Okay. Thank you. So it, it expanded and that was the beginning of the universe and the universe continues to expand but i mean scientifically that's what happened but who created the little singular dot this minuscule dot that, that had everything okay right. right was it i mean the the life in this universe is so is so beautifully and elegantly architected. I just don't think it could be random. I don't think, I just don't. I think that there is some sort of supernatural being or entity or something that created this. And then something had to create the supernatural human entity. I'm sorry, the supernatural entity. So there's huge religious overtones here that that you know maybe it is some su- supernatural entity that's that's watching over us right. to make sure you know we don't there's also a theory and this one's interesting too is that that we're just a giant experiment okay that that huh. you know superior beings you know not supernatural but superior created life on this planet they you know they create the little microbe that crawled out of the sea that right. became fish that you know grew into primates and dinosaurs and everything and 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 they feel responsible because they created this and they don't want us to blow ourselves up to kingdom come huh. now there's there's also one now scientists also speculated that there's up to 17 dimensions and we're in you know we're in in like four of them we can experience here so there's a chance that these entities came from different dimensions and they are also keeping an eye on us because they don't want us to blow ourselves up
1: right so
0: i mean how they got here pretty sure of their propulsion mechanism you know so why they're here go ahead please
1: i i just my mind is going all it's all over the place right now but do you think we'll ever you know meet aliens
0: i have no idea i i i i have my doubts right if they wanted to, they're introducing themselves, I mean, they're obviously very sophisticated, and they're far beyond us technology, so it, and, you know, associated with that technology is the intellectual aspect of being able to right. manipulate gravity, and by the way, you know, these these entities, right, these little entities, sometimes, they can be captured on radar and sometimes they can't so they can okay. manipulate it they can say oh we don't want to be seen by radar so you can't see him but you people have visibly seen him and then other times they're like oh yeah you can you know here we are take a look at huh? take a picture we're smiling <laughs> for you they and smile they, yeah <laughs> they, and then they disappear you know so i you know i don't know I, you know, it's just wild ass speculation, but I have to assume a couple of things. Number one is that they are here for peaceful purposes because they could destroy us in a second. You yeah. know, if, so. let me, if their weaponry was the same, if their sophistication in weaponry is the same as their sophistication in propulsion, they could, they could, they, you know, I mean, they could they could wipe us out in a second, you know, but, you know, maybe they have not developed the same way we have, you know, it's 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 hard to say. I mean, you know, once again, wherever these things come from, you know, they're far superior to us, but they may not have our backgrounds. They may not be warlike. They may, you know, they may have just said. You know, they just may have created us as an experiment. I mean, it's just wild speculation. Do I ever think we'll meet one? I don't understand why, if we're going to meet them, why we haven't met them already.
1: Right. That's a good point. It's a very good point.
0: And it's also some weird questions are, why do they expose themselves to us only part of the time and not all the time? Why don't they just disarm all of our nuclear weapons rather than just doing it when it gets hot? You know, right. when, the, when the Soviet Union and the, the uh, when, you know, when the Soviet Union and the United States, you know, stand nose to nose and it looks like they're going to duke it out. Why do they, why do they neutralize those? I mean, it's, you know, it's just amazing. Okay. But anybody who, you know, let me stop. Ask some questions here, please
1: what would you say um what would i mean you you've been talking about just so many different fascinating aspects of ufos but i'm just curious what do you think is the most fascinating um part to them
0: well i think there's two things that are that are just absolutely fascinating is 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 you know when or where did they come from? You know, I mean, it, it, it you know, it's any, any speculation, religious, interdimensional, um, time right. travelers, you know, any, any one of those has credibility. Right. You know? Right. Okay. And, you know, another thing, that is to me is is just amazing is their manipulation of gravity i mean gravity is is the strongest force we have known in the universe okay because gravity gravity you know in in black holes gravity is so strong that it sucks everything up it sucks all matter all energy all right. light. I mean gravity bends light. And if these guys or girls or angels or whatever they are, these entities can manipulate gravity for propulsion, I mean what else can they use gravity for?
1: They're important. I
0: know, <laughs> it's, crazy. I know. it's it's uh, it's pretty stunning, Tori. I mean it's so, pretty stunning.
1: I have one more question for you. Okay. If you, if you could ask a UFO one question, and you know they get back to you, what would it be?
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, if I if I, could, I where are you from?
1: Where are you from?
0: Or when are you from? Or why? Yeah, I think I know why it's just, there's the why they're here is because they think we're going to blow ourselves up.
1: Right. They're, they've got our backs. They're watching. Yeah. I think,
0: yeah, because they, you know, once again, they became really visible way more so in history than, you know, since, since the nuclear age, since the dawn of the nuclear age, they've been, that's when they've been visible and that's when they showed themselves. Um, But, you know, where I mean when or where? and i I just you know, I keep thinking that maybe Tori, they're from the future and they don't want to screw up the planet,
1: yeah, I mean, it's you know that's that that would be a valid point for them, yeah, you know, I mean, technology is is growing and growing, and you know we're we're, you know, all this ai nonsense and you know it's just too powerful for our planet and you know they're probably just trying to you know keep us in line
0: yeah i mean an interesting question and you bring it up is that you know if i mean ai is like another discussion for but if ai becomes too powerful, like, you know, the Terminator, where the, you know, the computers become self-aware, will these aliens, or angels, or interdimensional beings, or whatever they are, whatever these entities are, will they step in, if it looks like AI is, could serve the reckoning of our of our civilization
1: it's you know a great if, great question
0: i mean would they step in you know would they you know are they you know it's you know they are they are watching our nuclear you know before it was nuclear 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 okay it was everything was nuclear Right. And now we're seeing them in spots where we don't normally see them like in San Diego or right. or in you know coast of New Jersey. They're seeing a lot in Germany, you know, and I'm sure they're seeing them in China and all over the place. But the, a lot of these close societies, what they do is they do not, you know they they do not divulge what they've seen. And actually, so is the United States. I mean, we've been sitting on this stuff for for right. since the from from the from the fifties. Long, long they, time. Yeah, they didn't want us to know. So, I mean, a question is, and it's an interesting one, and I'm glad you kind of brought out AI. Is will they step in if computers get too pop too powerful? If there is a danger, there was the clear danger that nuclear weapons could destroy the planet and the civilization and maybe somebody's future okay? right or maybe it is the you know they feel responsible because they started us off on the path of life and they you know they didn't want nuclear destruction to wreck everything that they've created or god works in mysterious ways you know these are all i mean right. one of these is Just as likely as you know the supernatural being has sent his angels down here to make sure that we don't destroy each other with nukes.
1: And
0: now I'm reading articles that AI could be more dangerous to than nuclear weapons. Elon Musk said this. Will they intervene? I mean, will they come down? Interesting question.
1: It's the big question. I think um, you know. I, I think I know what I would like to interview you on um, my next uh, podcast. Maybe some AI.
0: Oh, I'd I'd be I'd love to do that. <laughs> you know, I'll have to I'll have to do some research on that. Listen to some podcasts.
1: Yes, yes. But this... is
0: there? So, what do you think? You think? What do you think about UFOs, Tori?
1: I mean, gosh, I got to be honest with you. My mind's kind of like in a million pieces right now because I just had no idea, you know. I mean, I, you know, I, to be honest, I, I'm kind of one of those people that, you know, has always been a little bit skeptical. But, you know, when I hear stories like this from, you know, credible people and, uh, you know, just different, um, all of these, you know, different stories. I mean, gosh, I, I don't know if I have, you know, a, an answer for you right now. I, I have to think about it and, you know, look more into these stories, but I mean, I, I think it, I think it makes sense, you know, from the, you know, protecting us from nuclear, you know, standpoint. And then also, you know, um, them keeping an eye on us. I mean, I don't know I don't know exactly what I think. I'm a little all over the place.
0: <laughs> well, it's 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 overwhelming. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it's
1: overwhelming. O-
0: it is it is overwhelming, but it's you know, for, for your audience that's listening, and I hope you send this to all your friends and stuff like that, because yes. it's just kind of a fun subject. So you can look up the the Nimitz incident on YouTube where they yes. show okay you in wikipedia you look up aerial school september 16th 1995 about the aliens landing right there okay. right you can and there are several things bob lazar and area 51 which is the storage place for all of the ufo's in right. The United States, it's it's all there and it's well-documented. I mean, it's just wild. It's so just wild.
1: I have a proposal. Why don't I, you know, take some time and do some of my own research and, you know, we can have another podcast where maybe I share, you know, what I, what I think about it.
0: I love the idea, Tori. Love Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I had a ball.
1: Thank you, Mr. Uh, James. Uh, Appreciate appreciate all your input. And this has just been fascinating. I truly am just like mind blown. I had no idea just, you know, how, how much different data and, you know, stories there are around this. So thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you, Tori. And I love you.
1: All right. I love you. We'll talk soon.